Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Right now, giving away 100 bucks to Optimum Golf. You can find them in the Park Hill or Rhino neighborhoods. I've been to both. Both are so much fun to go to. We're giving away 100 bucks right now. And you can use that $100 gift card to get a lesson with my guy, Kyle, who is so good. He teaches my daughter. And I have to tell you, I've watched him work with Mia, and he does a great job. He is unlike any other instructor I've seen. He really connects with her. And really, that's what it's all about. A teacher, a pro connecting with the person that they are teaching, because that's how they really make that other person better or they help them fall in love with the game. Also, you can use that 100 bucks if you want to to get a couple hours in a bay if you want to be able to do that. Um, and you can play courses all over the country if you want to. Also, uh, now is the time, and now really is the time, to get your custom-fit, custom-built clubs, and you can do it at Optimum Golf. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Book it on us. Get that $100 gift card, 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, May. so the uh, Someone's Broncos. Someone's trying to get a hold of you, by the way. What's that? Someone's trying to get a hold of you. They, they are. I know who it is, and unfortunately, I should probably just turn my phone off. Would that be a smarter thing to do? Problem is, I'll, I'll probably lose my phone and forget to turn it back on. And that probably happens more often. Just than put it on, yeah. Just put it on. Do not disturb for a few, for a little bit. That's It'll probably a much smarter idea. Uh, Broncos number one need in free agency pass rusher. One guy they may have wanted to go after, Hassan Reddick, is now off the board. Three year deal, forty five million, thirty million guaranteed. Max value is fifty million, roughly. So with that, I'm not surprised that Reddick went to Philly. He went to Temple. He was a walk-on. He grew up in New Jersey, grew up an Eagles fan. Camden, right across the river. He gave them a hometown discount. Now, the Broncos will probably target Chandler Jones, but we've talked about that. I think that will happen. Do you think that's going to happen as well? Yeah, I think so. Now, the question is, when you look at the price tags that we've seen, Hassan Reddick, I think maybe going into this, you thought $12, $13 million a year. He's getting $15 million a year. So... Did Chandler Jones's price tag go up a skosh in the midst of all this? I think Chandler Jones was going to get paid more money anyway. But Chandler Jones keeps saying it's not about money. It's not about money. I guess we'll find out, won't we? Well, we'll see if that deal comes in at about I think it'll be somewhere between 16 to 18 million. I think he could probably get more from somebody else at 19 to 20. Don't you think? Yes. Okay. I mean, if it weren't uh you know, if it were about the money and nothing else, you'd probably have some people stampeding to Houston, for example. They yeah. have cap space. No, no one's dying who, to go there. Who wants to go play there at this point? Right. So th- that that was probably the biggest signing of the day. The most outrageous signing of the day was Christian Kirk. 
He's a good wide receiver, played for, played for the Arizona Cardinals. Now he went to the Jaguars. The guy who gave him that contract is routinely seen as a joke around the NFL, Trent Baalke. And talk about overpaying, or you can spin it and say, what a deal George Payton got for Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Yeah, well, think about this. I mean, I, I tweeted this out earlier today, but Tim Patrick's production the last three years. I had no idea you were on Twitter. Yeah, I know. How about that, huh? Uh, Tim Patrick's production in the last three years is pretty comparable to that of Christian Kirk in the same, same time span. Kirk has... 193 catches, 223, 12 yards, 12 yards a catch, 14 touchdowns. Tim Patrick, 137 catches, just under 1,700 yards, a little more yards per catch, 12.4, and 11 touchdowns. But the thing is, Kirk's contract could be worth up to $21 million a year. At minimum, it will be worth $18 million a year in terms of average annual value. And the Broncos got Tim Patrick for $10 million. So even if it's only the minimum, you're talking about the Jaguars paying 80% more for roughly the same caliber of production as the Broncos did. As much as I hate to get down on a guy, but I'm going to with Trent Baalke because, again, his reputation is not very good around the NFL. We're going to role play. I'm going to be Trent Baalke. You love role playing. I do. And you could be Christian Kirk's agent. Okay. And you make the initial proposal of what you want. Tell you what, uh, my guy would love to be, uh, would love to come to Jacksonville. Uh, Eighty-four million over four years will do it. Okay, <laughs> that sounds like what the negotiation was. I'm surprised he probably wouldn't have said, "We have a lot of money to spend. Does he want any more?" Or I, I would imagine that if the Jaguars made the first offer, that and it was this offer. That um, they couldn't. How yeah. dumb can you yeah. be making this as your initial offer? You start lower. At least I'll give John or, Elway credit or, for starting. Or really maybe low. it was slightly lower, but then Christian Kirk and his agent got the offer and said, "Let's see if we can get a little more here." No, because nobody was offering mm -hmm. that. The Jaguars were the only one in play with what they were offering. No one in their right mind was offering Christian Kirk that type of. Money. I mean, he can play outside. But mostly he's been a slot receiver. Right. You contrast that with, for example, Braxton Berrios uh, staying with the Jets for $6 million a year. Right. That's a, you know, that, but, and I'm sorry, Christian Kirk is not three times better than Braxton Berrios. Yeah. By the way, I saw conflicting reports today, and I don't want to be the guy who's duped on Twitter. Like me. You said it, not me. Okay. What if the Broncos done with Malik Jackson? Because I read Malik Jackson, Malik Reed. I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, that they did not tender him as a restricted free agent. Well, they don't have to make that decision until Wednesday. But they're not going to, is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be foolish. What do you think? What are you giving him, like $3 million? I mean, if you... You give him a second round tender? You give him the original round tender, and then all you have is a right of first refusal. Right. Yeah. Unless they think that Jonathan Cooper is a better, uh, is better, and that they can find somebody else to to plug in there as a, rota as a rotational edge. I mean, that being said, let's say Chandler Jones is their plan. Yeah. Then you have a you have an eleven year veteran on one side, and you have an injury prone five year veteran on the other side, and Bradley Chubb. 
My point being, if that's your plan, that's great. That's a that's a perfectly functional starting duo. Could be very, very good, but you better have two guys in reserve who you know he can play. You like Jonathan Cooper's potential, but who's your other guy? I think it would behoove them to hang who on. Who do you like more, Reed. Cooper or Reed? Cooper. So do I. Cooper, I think with Reed, we've we've seen kind of his ceiling. Yeah. He's not going to be Shaq Barrett 2.0. No. He's a solid player. He's a jag. Yeah. Cooper, Cooper, I think, has some has some untapped potential. I agree. And I think and internally they really like Jonathan Cooper. Coming up after the break, big basketball, major MVP implications in 20 minutes. It's going to be the Nuggets and Jokic against the 76ers and Joel Embiid. I think I'm on my own island on this because we talked about this briefly last week. I think this game decides the MVP award. We'll talk about it next. It's a new day, but it all feels old. It's a good life. That's what I'm told. But everything at all just Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. SmileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP. In the last week, I have headed up to Westminster to the Orchard Town Center to go to Windfall Brewing Company. Why? I absolutely love going there. Their food is so stinking good. They have a new executive chef who used to be the sous chef at Shanahan's, and I'm like trying everything on the menu. And everything just seems to be getting better than the next. I got this tomato soup with grilled cheese bites, Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, yeah, how good can that be? They have like real chunks of tomatoes in there. It, it, the presentation is fantastic. The grilled cheese bites are just so great to dunk in there, but they have so much more than that. A hand-butchered ribeye with Cabernet mushroom, demi-glace, and a pan-seared salmon with charred broccolini. It is not bar food. It is an upscale menu. You're going to absolutely love going there, but that's not all. Remember, they're a brewery, Windfall Brewing Company. 17 beers on tap. And while you're waiting, or if you bring your kids... They have an arcade area. They have 23 pinball machines, Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and so many of your other favorite old-time arcade games. You want to know how good this place is, Mace? Tell me. They're coming here on Wednesday with food. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I better come hungry. You better come hungry because I'm telling you, Sean and Abby are going to bring a feast, and you're going to see exactly what I am talking about. Head to Westminster today, make it a day or night at the Windfall Brewing Company. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, 10 minutes from now, a nationally televised game. It's going to be the Nuggets against the Philadelphia 76ers. 
This will be the only head-to-head meeting between Jokic and Embiid this season, as Embiid was injured when these two teams met earlier this season. Sixers, by the way, won that game by double digits. Now, whether it's fair or not, do you think tonight's game, in the mind of the voters, nationally televised game, getting a chance to see a center play a center, not a small forward play a center, not a guard play a power forward, these two guys play the same position. They will be guarding each other. And you can make the case, whoever's the better guy might just win the MVP because both of them are putting up great, great numbers. Do you think voters will look at it that way? Because their numbers are both, both of their, both of them have great sets of numbers. They will. They shouldn't. You shouldn't put too much on one game. You should consider the whole body of work. I know that. But they will. That's my point. Yes. That's they my will point. and they shouldn't, because that's how these things work. Okay, I agree. Yeah, because I was talking to some other people today, and they were saying, "No, one game's not going." Yes, it is. Again, mm-hmm. if they didn't play the same position, it's different. But here's something else to consider. Well, I'll throw this at you: if Embiid goes for forty points and fifteen rebounds, and Jokic has a nice triple double, mm-hmm. uh, twenty-four points. 12 rebounds and 10 assists. Who who has the better game in the minds of the voters? Go, give me those numbers again. 40 and 15 for Embiid. Okay. 24, 12, and 10 for Jokic. It'll be Embiid because it they're sure going to 40. It sure will. Now, Even here's though some- I'd take the triple-double. I would too. But here's something else. How much do you think, if you had to weigh it out, if voters are looking at this as who has the better game will be my guy that I pick. Mm-hmm. How much do you think winning the game will factor into it? It really shouldn't factor at all. Why but not? It will. Why not? Why not? I mean, your most valuable player is the reason why you won the game, right? It's about winning. John Morant is is up there for the MVP because he's an exciting player. I get that. But look at the Grizzlies record. And that's why people say he should be right up there because mm-hmm. of their record. Yes. What would the Grizzlies be without John Morant? What you know, my they? answer to that is still pretty stinking good. What would the Nuggets be without Nicole Jokic? Awful. Right. That's the general point here. And I don't, and I don't think it's fair to put kind of the win-loss on this. Especially if Jokic has an amazing game and the Nuggets lose by two, then are we? should you use that against him? No. I think a lot of But voters, a lot of people will. Listen, I haven't talked to any voters. But I think in the voters' minds, it has to be a daily double for Jokic. Mm-hmm. He, has to have, he has to have a big game and they have to win. Mm-hmm. Because if he has a big game and they lose, people will say, well, and if Embiid plays great. If Embiid plays great and the 76ers lose, or if Embiid has a great game and the 76ers lose that game, then I think that Jokic with a big game has upped his chances. But if Embiid has a big game, mm-hmm. he has a big game, um, and they win, that that's going to override pretty much anything Jokic does. I think voters are looking for an excuse to vote for Embiid. I think he is the... If, if mm-hmm. this is the Belmont or the Kentucky Derby or the Preakness final rail going around the final turn, 
Embiid has the lead. And there aren't enough And they're looking yeah. to vote for him. Yeah, they're looking to vote for him, and they're not, they're, there aren't enough voters who are going to say, well, PER says Jokic is having an all-time year. Right. Well, but he's won it before. But he's won it before. It's Let not somebody a, else win this it's time. It's not a freaking participation trophy, even though we know in the NBA right. it does function like that. It right. really, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, this is going way back. I love your example. Yeah. Remember Michael Jordan finally won the MVP in 1988, right? Yep. He could have easily won it the year before, too. But it was like, oh, well, he's got to earn it. And then uh, you fast forward five years later, 1993. Charles Barkley is the MVP. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's his time. Look what happened to the Suns. Michael Jordan still had the better year. But it's like, oh, well, we got to give it to Barkley. Okay, oh, a couple of years later. Oh, we got to make sure we give it to Mailman. This has been going on for generations in the NBA. Oh, it's, uh, oh we, we got to make sure Embiid gets, an, gets himself an MVP, right? At least, with, and some may say, well, wasn't that the case with Jokic? Well, again, if you look at the data on Jokic, he empirically deserved to be the MVP last year. Well, you know, these, well, nobody else really had great years. We, we, we had to give it to somebody. We had to give it to somebody. Because that, that's the excuse. We had to give it to somebody. LeBron really wasn't that great last year. And Giannis, while he was really good, wasn't great, right? Yeah. Although he was great, considering I believe he led the league in PER, historically. Mm-hmm. I think. But wasn't it was Giannis injured last year? Um, let's look that up for a little bit. But it was more he, he was really he was really good last year. Yeah, um, I believe they won a title. They did. Yeah, but then again, they are uh, they're made, doing the voting before the playoffs. That's another thing that kind of comes into play here. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you you can vote on MVP two different ways. Mm-hmm. If you take them off the team, how good are they going to be? I can promise you if you take Jokic off this team, and his PR they're was, in the lottery. And by the way, his PR was for Giannis, it was only the 44th best PER of all time last year. Oh, then the year compared before, with the year before right, when at the time seven. he set the record yeah, right. and the year before that he was still in the top 15 yeah. all time. And Jokic, you know what it's like? Yeah. And you play tennis, it's kind of like winning a match on a double fault. I mean that. Now that being said, right? Yeah, and and you know where Embiid's PR is right now for this year, twelfth all time, because right now Jokic has the is on pace to have the best. Giannis is a hair behind him. Right. Jokic is thirty two point five. Giannis is thirty two point four eight, and then Embiid is at thirty one point two eight. Yeah. I mean, really, the the frankly, if you if you go by the overall production metrics. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a conversation between Jokic and Embiid. Yeah. It should be a conversation between Jokic and Giannis. If anything, Giannis is the one kind of getting screwed here because he's not anywhere near the conversation. Right. By but, the w- but oh well, Giannis has won it twice. He doesn't need to get it anymore. Right. That's I, really. I mean, it's it's not just Jokic that is getting kind of dismissed. Giannis is really Giannis really should be in the conversation for MVP right now. Right. But he's not. By the way, we're saying all these nice things about Jokic, and rightfully so, and same thing with Embiid. Uh, can I be cynical and take a shot real quick at somebody? You cynical? Never. My favorite pinata? How do you like the way Will Barton has played over his last five games? Oh, he's been tremendous. I mean, I heckled him on Saturday. <laughs> what did you say? 
What? what no. Just, what, Danny? What did you say? What did you do? I didn't boo him. I said, "Will, we need more from you tonight without Aaron Gordon." And I yelled it very loud. And I said some other things too. I can't remember. Um, I I said that's bad defense, Will, a couple times. Um, hmm. I didn't. I didn't do anything too inflammatory. I just was telling him things that he probably was hearing from Michael Malone as well. Can I tell you something really sad? Statistically, statistically, in his last five games, this is by far and away the best game he had. Right. Saturday. By not even yeah, close. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because when you see all the turnovers he was making and how abysmal yeah, the fourth four quarter was, oh, Saturday, and yeah, they oh, were in in bad moments too. So, so for the game yeah. that you're saying. He had one of his worst games of the season, which you can pick from a lot. But he's also had some great games. He scored 31 against Sacramento. But in the games before against New Orleans, nine points shot 43% from the floor. Against Houston, 11 points shot 40% from the floor. Against OKC, six points shot one for 10. And then against Portland, one for eight for three points. So for as bad as he was on Saturday... He was worse in the previous four games. Yeah, and for the argument that you like to make that he wants to be a starter and he doesn't play like it when you're missing a guy like Aaron Gordon yep. and you need to step your game up, yep. he did not do that. And no. that's what a starter does is step their game up when other guys are out. Well, he missed his opportunity. MPJ, Jamal Murray on the bench because they can't play because of injuries. He had his opportunity to really be the second option and he has failed Miserable. Hey, at least he's hitting his threes now. I mean, he's he snapped out of that streak that he was on when he was at the cusp of breaking the Nuggets' all-time three-point record. He couldn't he couldn't drop one in the ocean from the boat. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Will will the thr- will the thrill? By the way, uh, his uh, his his plus minus the last four games oh minus twenty-five plus eleven minus one minus twelve. So you put that into the uh, in, into the on, onto the abacus, and you've got uh, a robust minus twenty-seven. Coming up after the break, like Brett Favre and Muhammad Ali and so many other greats who have retired, they always come back like Tom Brady. Now, how has he reshaped the narrative in the NFL, but more specifically in the NFC? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mason Denver, at Eric Goodman. Looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. Well, Mr. Buccaneers fan, Tom Brady's coming back for another season. He was essentially uh, been retired shorter than the amount of days we had the baseball lockout. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. You surprised? 
Nothing surprises me anymore when it comes to this. No, but I'm saying, are you surprised? I know nothing surprises you, but are you surprised? I was a little surprised that he came back to Tampa Bay. He doesn't have a choice. He's under contract. Yeah, unless... And and, and And Arian said he's not going anywhere. It's bad business. It is bad business, but... uh, you know, we've 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 seen these things kind of work out uh, and lead to other directions happening. But um, I'll make a trade. Yeah, you, you you want you want to go to San Francisco? Yeah. Hey, Kyle, you want Tom Brady? Give us Trey Lance. You want to make a trade? There's a trade. That would have been a trade. That would have been something. I bet that's on the table. I don't think that's bad business. But it's not going to be for Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no. <laughs> and, and the other thing is also, um. While there were indications that Brady wasn't happy with certain things, I don't think we're, we're, I don't think we're talking about anything where the gap couldn't be bridged. Right. We're talking about these are the, the things that uh, maybe troubled him a little bit are very easy tweaks that they can make schematically and just make in in, in their day to day. I and I think that's what it came down to. That just first of all that maybe the degree of the chasm was overstated between Brady and the Buccaneers and then what issues there were they they weren't profound it wasn't like uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle well where, where it was just irreconcilable and Wilson had kind of given it a few years to work itself out it wasn't at that it wasn't close to that level in Tampa Bay they were able to kind of, they were able to come together pretty easily I'm gonna tell you a story okay. why I'm not surprised one bit and I'll tell you the guy's name in commercial break. So right after this former Bronco retired, I was over at his house mm-hmm. and he and I were just shooting the breeze and he was probably retired no more than <clears throat> two months. And he looks at me as we're sitting on the couch and he said, Eric, I don't know if I can do this. And he had to retire. I mean, his career was done. Mm-hmm. He goes, I am going stir crazy here. Yeah. He goes, my kids always need something. I'm driving them places. I'm making lunches. I'm cleaning. He said, I do not know what to do with myself. He said, I got to find something to do or I'm going to go crazy. He was basically told, your career's over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Barry Sanders retired because he couldn't stand the Lions organization anymore. Megatron, Calvin Johnson, retired because he couldn't stand the Lions organization. Jim Brown retired because he had options in Hollywood. Give me a guy who retired, for lack of a better phrase, and Tom Brady's not in his prime, but he's still playing at a high level. Give me a guy who retired when he probably didn't need to and then said, I'm doing because I want to spend more time with my family, Ooh. who really didn't have one foot out the door. I mean, what, not Calvin Johnson, because he was the same as Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders. That's my point. How many guys? And listen, I'm sure there are all kinds of jokes. Man, if you don't want to go home to a supermodel, you must really love the Buccaneers. You must really hate your kids. None of that's true. My point is, by talking to this former player, these guys are so routine-oriented. They are way... For probably half the year, at least in terms of time, mm-hmm. you know, practicing in games and off season, highly regimented life. And now he is sitting around despite having all these companies and producing a movie. 
nothing's regimented anymore. Mm -hmm. What does he know? He knows football for the last 22 years. And I'm talking about just as a pro. You get institutionalized. You as do, they don't said you? In Shawshank Redemption. Right. Isn't that interesting? That's well, I, I think that's actually a fair comparison. I do too. Um, and he knows he can. And so I, I think it's true for people working inside, not just players. I think it's true for people working inside organizations right. too. And I can say that from personal experience. I think you do get institutionalized. Now, what was his reason for coming back? Unfinished business. What, you want to set the NFL rushing record? Yeah. What kind of unfinished business do you possibly have? Going out on a win rather than on a loss. That is beyond silly. I mean, that's not unfinished. He's won business. seven Super Bowls. That's my point. He owes almost every major passing record. And then he and then he matched Peyton Manning by winning with another team. Now, maybe it's the whole thing of the unfinished business is winning multiple Super Bowls with two with different teams. Here, that's all I can that's literally all I can think of being the only quarterback to win at least two Super Bowls with two different teams. Here's the thing, and, and I'll use, I'm not trying to use this from a man's perspective, but I am one. Generally speaking, not all men, but a lot of men, the way they are raised, the way I was raised, probably the way you were raised, you work to feed the family. It's, a, it's, an, it's something that you are taught. Mm -hmm. But obviously, as we have gone along years, women in the workplace, be it, forget about being beyond uh, acceptable. Uh, I mean, Mandy's the vice president of a company. She would never want to give up her career. Mm -hmm. Just like I wouldn't want to give up my career. If I left what I'm doing today and all the other stuff that I'm doing, Mace, I'd feel useless. I wouldn't wake up every morning with a purpose. And you know, I like to play golf and go to the gym. I can't do that for the rest of my life. I'd go nuts. I mean, I enjoy prepping for the show, yeah. seeing you doing the show with Danny here and Nolan and and Alex and doing the business side of it and all and all the benefit auctions that I do. I loved if I that was all stripped away, I'd be bored out of my mind. You could give me a country club membership to Cherry Hills and I would be miserable. That's Tom Brady he doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah, despite all these other interests, it doesn't fulfill him. I mean, and he can still play. I was thinking about this, like now Peyton Manning. Obviously, physically, he couldn't go anymore. That's my same with Elway. Yeah, they couldn't do it anymore. Brady has proven he can. But do you think Peyton Manning is satisfied with kind of what he's filled the void with? Well, yeah, because he, he has found other interests. Right. He seems like he has had an amazingly successful transition into life beyond playing but he was forced to do that yeah tom if peyton manning could still play trust me <clears throat> he would have played in 2016 that's the difference mm -hmm. when you know you can't play you don't want to embarrass yourself you don't want to be cut you don't want to be benched but when you know you can still do it at a very high level give me an example of a guy who walked away in his prime or playing at a high level that wasn't forced out that said, I want to spend more time with my kids and it's stuck. Hmm. Nobody, nobody. He had a purpose. It does. That's my point. And it doesn't exist. And it doesn't mean you don't love your kids or your right. wife. And it's not that, not that being with your kids isn't a purpose, but sometimes you just need, you need some, a re, you know, a reason to get up. I mean, I right? can, you know, I can say, like, I can, I, I know this, like, my mother, she, after she retired, she kept on, 
uh, go, volunteering over at the school where she'd worked right. three times a week. Right. You know, sometimes even more than that. There's something to be said. And, and she actually kept her, her, her job into her 70s. Right. And you know what? There's something to be said for having a purpose. By the way, Chad from Greenfields just yeah. uh, texted me and said, Patrick Willis. Yeah. First of all, I'm tired of talking about the 49ers, Chad. Okay. Let's move on. I thought he left for kind of health reasons, too. He did. He had yeah. concussions. Yes. What do you think of that, Chad? I believe he did have health injury, uh, health concerns. And was it concussions? He had a, a, a lingering toe injury there that, we go. that bothered him for several years. Right. And he had... And he had played through. And he was a great player. I mean, to yes. me, he's a Hall of Famer. But eventually, maybe he can't stand that pain. But Tom Brady walked away healthy. Yes. Remarkable. Pretty so. much near the top of his game. And I'm sure he loves his kids and his wife. But at the end of the day, you want to wake up every morning and say, this is, this is what I have on the schedule. Every once in a while, it's nice to wake up with nothing to do. Yeah. But doing that three, four days in a row, or maybe the rest of your life, that would be a miserable experience. Yeah. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed? Well, free agency is the uh, talk of the day, so we'll talk about a little bit more. Some stuff going on with the Rockies, another move that the Broncos have made, and uh, following in the footsteps of a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's all next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Well, the Avalanche have made a trade. They have swapped out Drew Hellison and a 2023 second round pick for defenseman Josh Manson from the Anaheim Ducks. So bolstering that defense a little bit with some of the injuries they've uh, sustained back there, but probably still going to make a move somewhere on the offense as well to help with the Landeskog injury. The Broncos signed former Green Bay Packers guard Ben Braden to a one-year deal. And the Rockies are reportedly aggressively pursuing Chris Bryant. Over the weekend, the Rockies also added shortstop Jose Iglesias, officially signaling the end of the Trevor Story era. Uh, So which move there moves the needle more in terms of excitement for each respective team? Is it the addition of a guard for the Broncos? Is it bringing in a defenseman for the Avalanche? Or is it the end of the Trevor Story era here in Colorado for the Rockies. Well, losing Trevor Story is the biggest story. As far as Chris Bryant goes, I was told months ago 
they were going to aggressively pursue Chris Bryant or Schwarber and the uh, Kyle Schwarber. And the way it was put to me was the Rockies know they desperately need a bat. And I don't mean to call a guy out, but I'm going to do it right now. John Heyman, who writes for, he's actually kind of an independent writer now, right? Mm-hmm. Used to work for MLB.com. Yeah. Okay. With that, he is in Scott Boris's hip pocket. He is essentially Scott Boris's spokesman, unofficial. Anything that comes from John Heyman, take it with a grain of salt if a Scott Boris client is involved because he is pushing the narrative that there is interest in one of Boris's clients. I have been told that in no uncertain terms by multiple people. However, the Rockies know they desperately need a bat, and I have been told they are aggressively pursuing Bryant and Kyle Schwarber. And the thing is of these, like clearly at the bottom in terms of importance, it's the Broncos signing Ben Braden. He finished last season on the Packers practice squad. He has literally played eight offensive snaps in his career to date. He just turned just turned 28 years old. Is it because old. of injury or is it because he's not good enough? Just he's been a backup. I mean, that's just, that's just kind well, of Well, it's quite an endorsement. That the offensive coordinator, who used to be the offensive yeah. line coach, wants him in here. I'd say he want. I'd say he wants him in here in part to have somebody who has been around and can kind of help guys up, but uh, can can help guys adapt to what's being asked of them going forward. But I don't think you're looking at Ben Braden as somebody who. Oh well, this guy could come in and start. He's he's probably he's he basically the Broncos didn't tender Austin Schlotman. Ben Braden's the replacement. And the Chris Bryant report did originate with Nick Groke and Ken Rosenthal. Correct. But the verbiage the verbiage of aggressively pursuing did come from Heyman. So Right. Because he is one of Boris's boys. Just in case you missed it, Mitchell Trubisky signing a two year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers pick at number twenty in this year's draft. Do you think they'll draft a quarterback in the wake of Big Ben's retirement or give Trubisky a year to prove himself? Without a rookie nipping at his heels, I mean, it depends how much they like this rookie class. Now, there's uh, there are rumblings of interest that they have in Malik Willis, but they would have to trade up, uh, trade up to get him. Certainly, if they want to kind of have a smokescreen for their interest in in quarterbacks in this year's class, Trubisky would provide that. But I don't, I don't think it takes the Steelers out of the mix. If anything, they may be thinking of Trubisky being. What, yeah, what Mike Glennon was for Trubisky himself right. in Chicago in 2017. Right. Funny how these things always kind of come back around. With that, I, I'll put it this way. I think that if a quarterback they like falls to them where they're drafting, I think they'll take that quarterback. I don't mm-hmm. think they will trade up to get a guy because mm-hmm. there are a lot of other guys in this draft who are going to make far more of an impact than a rookie quarterback in this year's class. By the way, speaking of Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater is signed to play with the Miami Dolphins. He will be helping out Tua Tagovailoa, and you put something very interesting on Twitter about Bridgewater, Mace, and Drew Locke, who spent a lot of time in the same room together, and now... They couldn't be further apart while being in the NFL because Drew Locke's going to be in Seattle and Bridgewater's in Miami. By the way, Bridgewater will make a minimum of $6.75 million on this contract which means he's going to be paid more to be the Dolphins' backup 
and the Broncos were paying him to start last year. By, by the way, as a side note, Jokic has four points and one rebound, and Embiid has five points. Any rebounds? No. He's got he's got a foul. Rah. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, an under-the-radar CBA change. I don't think we talked about it on this show, unless I wasn't paying attention, but no more Game 163 tiebreaker. All such instances will be decided mathematically based on head-to-head record, run differential, etc. I was always a fan of the Game 163, the opportunity uh-huh. to actually win and get in. Uh, what do you guys think about getting rid of the extra game at the end of the season? I love the extra game. I mean, the Rockies kind of benefited, didn't they? 2007? They had, they had the arguably the great, <laughs> the greatest extra game, and they played in the last Game 163, as it turned out. I just... Maybe it's just I'm old school traditionalist on baseball, but I don't like the idea of it, of being in the playoffs or not being in the playoffs being determined by some kind of tiebreaker. I like it coming down to one game that they actually have to play head to head. I'm fine with seeding within the playoffs being determined by tiebreaks, but not the difference between team six and team seven in the National League. Uh, a team losing on some kind of tiebreaker. I'm, I'm not fond of that. Uh, real quick, uh, this coming uh, from Ian Rappaport, I believe of the NFL Network. Uh-huh. Um, he believes that Lael Collins is going to be released by the Cowboys, and um, he expects the Broncos to be in the mix for him. Uh, just always be careful where this stuff comes from, whether it comes from the agent or if it comes from the Broncos. If it comes from the Broncos, that's one thing. If it comes from the agent, the agent is trying to drum up interest for his guy. That's why this is the silly season. Yep. Yep. Just like John Heyman drumming up interest for Chris Bryant mm-hmm. on behalf of Scott Boris. That's going to do it for us. Alex, great job today as always. Same with you, Danny. Mace, great to see you. We'll do more shows this week. Let's do it. <laughs>